episode 19. Hey there. So um, I'm here with Ryan and we thought we'd kind of experiment with a slightly different format to today's podcast. So episode 19. Um, we usually run this by Adam, but we pinged him in the Slack and he's not responded. So sorry, Adam, uh, we're mixing it up without without your input. I hope that's cool. Um, so yeah, I'm here with, with Ryan and we thought we'd have a bit bit more of a kind of like just to chat about some stuff about remote hack. Hey, Ryan. And this is the point in the analytics where everyone stops listening. <laughs> what? Because um, because of the longer chats? Like, yeah, this is yeah. I guess um, the whole kind of key thing about air quotes of podcast air quotes is this like ninety second long episode. So yeah, you're right. Our listenership is gonna go off a cliff. Yeah. Well, you know, we're just optimizing, saving you having to click next. Uh, between the 25 90 second clips that we have here <laughs> oh man I, I love the podcast it's, it's cool so yeah um i guess we were thinking of some things to talk about we thought we might go meta with this and just talk about how remote hack started and uh continue on from there yes so ryan do you want to kick us off how did this start uh, yes, I mean, obviously, a few people have heard of coronavirus. Uh, that sort of, <laughs> yeah. I guess affected a few of us. Um, and having organised the Summer of Hacks a couple of times, we thought it might be nice to actually get to talk to each other. Uh, so, yeah, Remote Hack was a kind of response to that. Um, I guess it's worth saying that when we set out to do this, it wasn't to try and fix anything. There were loads of really good-looking hacks happening, like COVID hacks, trying to um, make tools that will help fight COVID. Um, and we wanted to do the remote hack to make something that would help us and our mental health um, by allowing us to play with things and to talk to each other and pair. Um, yeah, that's about it. Yeah, I think when I explain to people about kind of hack events and summer of hacks and all that kind of stuff, sometimes... I think it can sound like, why are you doing work on a weekend? <laughs> you know, like, whereas there, but there is actually, I think there's something very um, fulfilling about kind of creating something and socializing with other people and kind of working with others, right? Like, and I think that's something I, I definitely always appreciated about Summer Hacks. And I think it's definitely something that I'm very much appreciating about Remote Hack as well. Um, yeah, there's a, obviously there are fewer croissants in <laughs> yeah. remote hack. Oh do you remember on the the first remote hack we were just like okay so what do we what do we have to organize and usually because the night before summer hacks would be like okay we've got the caterers we've got we're going to get coffee from here we're going to go every venue whereas like the night before we we're just like ah right uh is there a zoom call <laughs> like and there was like that was it it was it was like mind-blowing um so yeah that's that's yeah. i mean Thinking back to the amount of effort that went into physical, like on-site remote hacks, uh, mm -hmm. remote hacks, on-site hacks, um, this has been way hacks. more sustainable. Uh, mm. It doesn't necessarily mean that we've always got the next event date out straight away. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, it's been really nice that it's the facilitation cost is really low uh, and it's, it's low barrier for anyone to come and visit. Um, even with the the hack days, you know, you had to kind of give up a whole day. You had to maybe commute into Oxford. Um, with this, like we've had loads of people just joining for a morning or for an hour um, or, you know, making masks. That was really cool. 
Um, yeah. So good. yeah, so you can just kind of fit it into your day. So it's way less intrusive as an event as well, um, which has been quite nice. It's been interesting that some of the things that have uh, have been challenging as well, right? So because I, I think the podcast filled a big gap because at usual hack days, you've got this time kind of like mid-afternoon where you wander around and just chat to other people and kind of say like, hey, what's going on over here? And it's like, and I think that was something that in the first one or two, we really missed, you know, like, because it was like, basically we'd have a chat in the morning and then there'd just be like silence <laughs> and stuff like that. Whereas I feel like that, yeah, having the podcast kind of gave us a bit of that, like you kind of like, just check up and and see how it what everyone has been working on and stuff like that so yeah i think it's been it's been there's been some positives in like organization and ease and obviously like lowering the the barrier to entry and stuff um yeah yeah remember my the the, my first remote hack back in the day (laughs) Um, and i spent pretty much the entire day pairing with mike uh on screen Mm. um and we we got almost all of it working. It uh, doesn't really matter what it was. can't really remember what it was that we did. just remember trying to do some machine learning and having some domain setting on my Mac that meant that I couldn't connect to Google's dev domain, which was super frustrating. But that was really nice because, you know, Mike and I were just pairing the whole day. We got to chat about things, felt super informal. But, you know, when we're at the in-person events, you just had the kind of noise, the chatter around you and you'd you'd hear someone chatting about something or someone had come over and it really felt like you'd lost that except for when you came into the room the zoom call as the screen call and hijacked my computer uh, and then got so excited about the power you had that uh, you didn't have know what to do with it i yeah i lost it that was like uh yeah i turns out i can't i can't deal with lots of power uh it freaks me out it's too exciting even to be in a furious <laughs> I guess something else like so that has changed over time is like I think when we first suggested this, we kind of had this idea that we wanted a, a kind of it would be helpful to have a rigid structure, right? Like so, the first one we had this theme about making remote tools and kind of like we're it was all about um, kind of creating the stuff that allows us to remote hack. And I think we had quite a kind of rigid idea and like what we're, what people were trying to do. But then I feel like that's kind of like drifted off over time um, and we've kind of it's just been more about like kind of getting together and like saying what you want to achieve out of the day and i think as you as you pointed out like um the jane doing the the sewing the the face masks was brilliant because it was like basically it was like you can you can be doing remote hack but you don't actually have to be coding or something like that it's like it's there's there's sort of it's a bit open-ended um but yeah no it's been interesting that that change though at the same time it's also it's been weird even though we've not kind of like established themes or kind of predefined anything it seems like themes have emerged in particular ones. Like I think there was one where basically everyone was doing like um, Spotify, either apps or kind of like uh, audio analysis or those kind of things. And it, yeah, just it seems like I guess keeping it organic and fluid has has helped with that. But yeah, yeah, I really like the the time we spend at the beginning of the call. So at half past nine, and it feels a lot like sus hack number two that max organized mm. all those years ago uh, which is mm. my first hack event that i'd ever been to what? um but we kind of turned up and we're drinking coffee and eating pastries and there was that there was a board that you just put ideas on um and you see other people's ideas and have your own ideas off that and so 
like it's almost easier to do that with in remote because we've got the github issues that we contribute to occasionally we post the ideas before in the slack channel and um, but actually we're all there on the call and you can just be like oh that's a great idea i i'd like to do this other thing that's related um i've, I've really liked he- hearing what other people are going to be working on and then thinking these are so much more exciting than the things that i was going to do i'm just going to pair on mm-hmm. that so yeah actually i mean i guess that that kind of happened today, like because it's like we were, we just discussed a few a load of ideas, and then end up kind of gravitating towards one particular one that I think neither of us were like sure that we were actually going to end up working on. <laughs> but it's like, uh, yeah, I think it was it's kind of cool when that happens. Um, something that we kind of wanted to talk about was like today's hack. We've been we've worked on this the single project, which is like a kind of markdown parser, kind of displaying the thing. And I think something uh, Ryan you pointed out was like that the approach to it has been way more basic, you know, like, so we've just, we've not kind of had any kind of elaborate build systems or tooling. It's basically like an HTML page, some JavaScript, and that's it. And when you pointed that, that, that out, it's like, it's actually been really liberating doing something small, simple, and quick. Yeah, it's uh, it took me a little bit by surprise because some of the other hacks that we've done, like uh, the lobster shooting Space Invaders game, <laughs> Um, you know, we were using modern APIs in the browser and we had a React single page application and that made it really, I mean, obviously create React app is super quick to get something up and running. And yeah, all the hacks I've been involved in, we've been using modern tooling and kind of leveraging something that's been pretty easy to set up. So when we started talking about what we do, it's like, okay, well, we'll come up with an interim data structure and then like expose that as JSON and we can do this. And I think you, you came back and said, well, how about if we just use a markdown renderer and then some CSS and then we can start traversing that with JavaScript and say, oh yeah, we can, we can do that. And there's no magic. There's like, there's no libraries apart from the markdown parser. It's been interesting because pretty much everything I've wanted to do, I've ended up going back to the docs and being like, oh yeah, how do I do that in a browser? Because I don't do a lot of, you know, in browser programming these days. Um, but once you get into that, into doing it, it's like, oh yeah, I didn't, to, for the hack at least, it doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be this scalable system that we can work on in the next, for the next 10 years. Um, and it, yeah, like you said, it's quite liberating to just be calling the browser APIs directly and interacting with JavaScript objects directly. And it's like, yeah, nice. I think this is something that has come up for me uh, like time and time again. And I think we've talked about this quite a few times. It's like, I I find it really frustrating that you, for like using say SAS and some frameworks or whatever, you've got to like, you've got to install megabytes and megabytes of different kind of dependencies and different build scripts and stuff like that just to inject some styles into your page. <laughs> you know, like, and it's like, Although I find that frustrating, there's obviously there is good reason for that, you know, like so you, you do get a lot of benefits. But then it's been, I think, doing minimal hacks like we did today, we're able to kind of we are utilizing the fact that modern browsers are awesome and we've got VS Code for like making hosting really easily and all that kind of stuff. But um yeah, we're kind of like concentrating on the stuff that is kind of fun and creative rather than having to concentrate on all the stuff like doing it properly. I, yeah. For the people who listen to this, I said properly in like air quotes on the video. <laughs> so it's like, air quotes really... on an air quotes, the yeah. podcast air quotes podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, is, is everything in this podcast air quotes around it then? Is that like, so is everything like 
Oh yeah, we're on episode 19 or whatever. He's doing air quotes again. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. I don't get this whole video thing. Uh, yeah, anyway. I think it's it's a really good point because it's like it, it's totally unreasonable to say, oh, you know, React is, is terrible and you should never use it or mm-hmm. Webpack is heavy and you should never use that or like you should never use any other technology. They're always, they're, they're tools that fit a particular problem. But it, it's really nice to be doing this on a hack day where we know we're going to be throwing away the code at the end because it it kind of just reminds you to question the need for complexity and things. Um, and I certainly fall like fall for this all the time of thinking, oh, the, the complex solution is going to be better because it gives you all these bells and whistles. And some sometimes you just don't need it. Um, so I guess, like, yeah, just moving on, I guess we talked about the beginning of Remote Hack, where we've got to... We, and how like deleting all your code is cool and why that's cool. Um, I guess we can move on to like talk about like what where we want to take remote hack and stuff like that, or or not where we want to, where remote hack could head. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like a bit more open. It's an interesting question. Of a, a lot of this stuff, like when we said, it kind of got triggered by COVID. A bunch of people have returned to work now, as in you know, working from home, working in the office, wherever they might be. Things are. I'm going to use air quotes and say the new normal. Um, <laughs> but it, for hopefully for a lot of people, it is less stressful than it was. Like we're not locked down anymore. Um, we're able to see family and friends you know, if they're not too far away. Um, but I don't think that means that remote hack needs to stop. I've, I mean, I'm in a position where I've moved around to a bunch of different places and I've really liked that remote hack means that I can talk to people and hack with people who I used to be very close to. Um, you know, now I live in Sheffield, coming down to Oxford to go to a hack day would be basically the whole weekend gone. Um, but joining from here, it's like, it's great. So I'm, I'm a big fan. Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I, yeah, agreed. It's like, I, I kind of didn't see that side coming. Like there's just like, but actually I feel the social aspect of seeing people that I used to see more often and it's just been so nice catching up and also and meeting new people as well and kind of getting to know them is uh, it's been it's been a really good experience and yeah and as as you say it's like I think we started this we thought we started this from kind of lockdown but then actually it's like there's no reason for it not to kind of continue in in some fashion or another but uh, yeah. yeah and it'll be it'll be interesting to see if and how it evolves over winter because mm. you know, we've we've always done summer of hacks which people have laughed in our faces when we said we were going to do <laughs> hacks in summer uh, and i'm sure a couple of the events were somewhere where it was super hot and uh, we ended up having to prop all the doors open and have fans and a lot of people have nice things to do when it's sunny and you want to be outside so you know going into winter when it, you know in a lot of places we kind of hunker down uh, you know, it's it's a bit rainy, a bit miserable over the weekend. It's like a remote hack. Feels like that's the exactly what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, good, good shout. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, cool. Well, that's a very positive note to 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 leave things on. That things are going to start getting colder and uh, more miserable. So yeah, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> uh, cool. Right. Okay. So that was episode nineteen, uh, which. It was yeah different. Like I, I can see the calendar here. We we're like eighteen minutes. That's that's well over the ninety second guideline. So yeah, see how this went. 
Well, um, at this point, you have to say, you know, let us know how you feel about it in the comments down below. Yes. Like and subscribe. Yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, uh, yeah, hopefully you already subscribed uh, or else I don't know how you're listening to it. But um, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, no, so yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks to the production team, the uh, to Ryan, my co-person. More, <laughs> thanks to everyone who's come along. Uh, since we started, yeah, just, this has been great. I've really enjoyed oh it. And I'm happy it's happening. That is such a better, better thing. Like that—that's what I wanted to say. I, I wish I like. I'm tempted because I've got the audio files here. I'm tempted to cut out that section that you just said and then record my own me saying it because I feel like that's 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 what I think, and I just didn't say it. So, is that all right? It sounds like with great power comes great responsibility. Cool. I, I might not do that. And if I haven't done that, um, yeah, you can thank me about it. Mm. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like... I'm falling apart. I'm going to go. <laughs> we need to go. It's, it's about time for an outro song. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, let's get ready to go. And bye.